I'm like 30 pounds overweight. Found out about carnivore and I was like, well, you know, heck, I'm just gonna give it a try. And I went from like 30% body fat down to 19%. I have lost 20 pounds. I've lost over 50 pounds. I was 69 kilos. So in total, I probably lost around 33 to 35 pounds. The main thing is I stopped eating. Especially when you first hear about a high fat carnival diet, the 80-20 is quite good, right guys? I think yeah. so to start off with yeah. for sure. So it's not that it's bad, it's it's good. But the thing is, many people are going to stop losing weight. By doing the high fat protocol, I ended up gaining body fat. I tried high fat and I gained weight, including fat. Protein for me was really what helped me with my weight loss and it helped me to heal my gut. Well, let's just get into the first rule to speed up weight loss on a carnivore diet. Yes, so number one is Hey coaches, welcome. Thank you, hi. So many people find the carnivore diet and they lose a lot of weight and they get great results. But some people, especially those in our carnivore community, they struggle with losing weight and sometimes they hit a weight loss plateau. So today the coaches and I are gonna discuss the 10 golden rules for everybody watching to speed up weight loss on a carnivore diet. But before we get to the first rule, coaches, would you like to introduce yourselves to everyone? I am Coach Christina and I have been carnivore for almost six years now. I have lost 20 pounds on carnivore. I came to this lifestyle because I had uh, very bad digestive issues and I needed to heal my gut. I will say that being part of a community is probably one of the most important things that helped my success on carnivore and um, I love being part of Five Minute Body. I love that you said that Christina because I think that for many of us, our community is what has helped us stay on track. And we also have carnival doctors that come on every week to answer your medical questions. And also these beautiful coaches right here to help support you. I'll leave a link in the description of this video if you wanna check out our community, especially if you're struggling with a carnival lifestyle. But Linda, would you like to introduce yourself next? I'm coach Linda. I'm 56 years old. I started doing this carnivore diet in 2018 and I've lost over 50 pounds and maintained that weight loss. Since my transformation, I looked a lot better and I feel a lot better. Wonderful. Thanks, Linda. And finally, Coach Michelle. Hello, everybody. Good morning or good afternoon from wherever you are. So I started down the carnivore path about two years ago. It'll be two years in August, I kind of went through this whole um, progression, like um, from vegan all the way to carnivore. And I struggled also with SIBO, with digestive issues all my entire life. And then I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and prediabetes. And I was like, there's got to be something. I knew as a nutritionist that food was, or lifestyle was the answer. And so I found out about carnivore and I was like, well, you know, heck, I'm just going to give it a try. And I went from like 30% body fat down to 19% over the last couple of years. Yeah, I lost about, I was trying to think, I think I've lost about 12 or 13 pounds. And I was probably never considered overweight because I'm a small frame, but I was over fat. 
So this has been an amazing journey for me and I love learning and I've tried so many different things within the carnivore you know, community. The support of my friends and other carnivores has been super important to my success. Yay, wonderful. Well, let's just get into the first rule to speed up weight loss on a carnivore diet. So Coach Christina, would you like to kick it off? Yes. So number one, we should be prioritizing protein. So the best way to do that, yes, I agree, Michelle. Um, I'm very much a protein girl, I will say that. When I started carnivore, I started with a one-to-one ratio of fat to protein. And basically, I was just eating fatty meat until I was satiated. And, you know, that's really hard in the beginning because you're, you're eating and you're thinking to yourself, wow, this is a lot of food, right? But this is all you're eating. All you're eating is is meat, and meat is very nutrient-dense. So what ends up happening over time is that once your satiety signals come into play, you actually start eating a little bit less because you become less hungry. So protein for me was really what helped me with my um, weight loss, and it helped me to heal my gut as well. Um, I would suggest one gram of protein uh, per lean body mass at a minimum. People that are starting out really should stick with ruminant animals. Your venison, your uh, veal, your goat, your sheep, your beef those are going to be the least inflammatory. I love that you said that because I think for a lot of people when they start carnivore, we hear about high fat and definitely high fat does help when it comes to healing and we need enough fat because we've been told not to eat fat and to follow a low fat diet, but definitely prioritizing the protein and not being afraid of eating more protein is very, very important, especially if you want to heal and also want to lose weight. Now, I spoke about the fat, which goes into the next rule, which Coach Linda, would you like to talk about? Yeah, of course. In the beginning of my carnivore journey, I just ate meat. I didn't really worry about macros. And I healed most things, and I and I lost a lot of weight, but I still suffered from hot flashes. So for a long while, I did not sleep well at night. I eventually, I heard of Dr. Bright's IPAP protocol for healing hormones, and I did some research, and I thought, let me give this a go. I did that, and in about three months, my hot flashes subsided, and I was able to sleep better. But by doing the high fat protocol, eating ribeyes, bacon, 80-20, brisket, I ended up gaining body fat. So then I'm wondering, okay, well, I can sleep better, but now I have body fat that I didn't have. So I had to prioritize what I wanted to do. Did I want to suffer from the hot flashes or did I want to have less body fat? So I went and I switched macros around and I ended up doing a um, leaner cuts of meat, like sizzle steak, New York strips, some poultry, some fish. And I did restructure, recompose my body structure. And I ended up losing the body fat, gaining muscle mass, and my hot flashes did not come back. Now I use fat as a lever. If I need more energy, I'm going to eat a little bit more fat. If I've had a real stressful day, I'm going to eat a little bit more fat. Absolutely. And especially when you first hear about a high fat carnival diet, 
The 80-20 is quite good, right, guys? I think yeah. so to start off with, yeah. for sure. So it's not that it's bad. It's it's good. But the thing is, many people are going to stop losing weight because it could be excess energy. It could be excess calories. And that's why, especially what Coach Linda was saying, which was, okay, try to change up the macros. Try to think, okay, try to lower the fat and increase the protein because not everybody responds from eating the same way. Even us, we eat in different ways. We're not all following the same macros. We don't all follow the same foods, but we're still living a carnivore animal-based diet and still dropping body fat and increasing lean muscle mass. So finding your right amount of fat for you is really, really important, especially if you're experiencing a weight loss store. So let's get into rule number three with coach Michelle. So rule number three is good hydration. And I've got that song in my head, the uh, Be- uh, Beach Boys. Good, good, good. Okay, good, <laughs> good hydration. Yeah. So um, what you'll find a lot of people when they start the carnivore diet and they like eliminate carbohydrates and they eliminate um, processed foods is that they lose a ton of water weight. Um, and with the water weight comes electrolyte, electrolytes come out of your body and all that. And so you've got to replace the electrolytes a lot of times with more electrolytes, which, ha- which helps to hydrate. And a lot of times, if we think we're hungry, we might actually be thirsty. So drinking more water is really important. Now, as a rule of thumb, I would tell clients to have, you know, to drink half their body weight in ounces per day of water. So if you weigh 120 pounds, 60 60 ounces of water is a good rule of thumb. However, if you're just drinking water, it could affect your electrolyte balance. And so adding in electrolytes is super important. I think a lot of us use LMNT and there's some great flavors, but there's also just like the raw that doesn't have any kind of um, flavor or any kind of sweetener to it. Um, sweeteners might cause a problem for some people. So even just adding extra sea salt to your food helps as well. So staying hydrated is super important, but not overhydrated to where you're losing too many electrolytes. Does that make sense? Now, if you're one of my new carnivores on this lifestyle, or you've been trying carnival for a while, but you have certain side effects. This could be due to an electrolyte deficiency. Now, if this sounds like you, maybe you have some headaches, you just feel tired, you can't sleep. Maybe you have some nausea or some cramping. What you can do is to increase the fat into your diet. You can also try salting your water or salting your meals. If this doesn't work, I would highly recommend using an electrolyte supplement. The one that I absolutely love is Element. And the reason for that is because Element contains the right amount of sodium, potassium, and magnesium. And this is so important because it also doesn't contain any sugars, no preservatives, and nothing nasty. Especially if you're sensitive or new, they have the unflavored raw option, which I would highly recommend. And I use this every single morning in my fatty latte. I'll use half a sachet in my coffee and then sprinkle it in my water during the day. And my partner, he can tolerate stevia and the chocolate version. He loves the chocolate version. So he'll have that into his fatty latte. So if you wanna try Element, you can also get this free sample pack on every order. So you're gonna get eight different flavors of Element to try for free. So if you want this, all you have to do is just go to drinkelement.com forward slash five minute body. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T dot com forward slash 
five minute body to get this sample pack. And thank you for Element for sponsoring this video. Let's get into rule number four. Coach Christina, take it away. So the next rule is really more of a troubleshooting uh, approach, and that is uh, leaner cuts of meat. So when I started carnivore, I was eating fatty meat. And then like Linda, I also tried high fat and I gained weight, including fat. I then decided uh, to take a different approach and I started incorporating uh, protein sparing modified fast, also known as PSMF. I was incorporating that like two to three days a week. I started with like three days a week and it actually worked. So the leaner cuts of meat that I was incorporating into my diet at that time on those days was like chicken breast, turkey. So anything that was leaner, um, 90-10 uh, ground beef instead of like 85-15 or 80-20. And I really got positive results from doing that. My body fat, I just looked at my DEXA scan that I had last October. My body fat was at 23% and right now it's at 15%. And I... Yeah, and I I did not even realize that. So I I've had um, a great amount of success with PSMF, um, and I encourage people. You know, if you have a lot of body fat to lose, then you want to try to incorporate PSMF a couple of days a week because when you do that, you're bringing your fat grams down to thirty. Okay, and some people actually can bring them down to 20 grams. If you have a lot of fat to lose, you don't need to be eating more fat because when you're incorporating these days, now you're burning the fat that's on your body instead of, you know, eating more fat. And in our group, we also have challenges around incorporating a style of protein sparing modified fasting we don't really advocate so much for as low as 20 or 30 grams. There's flexibility around the fat component because sometimes not everybody has to go that low, but the idea is to drop your fat and increase your protein for one or two days a week. And that's going to help your body use its own body fat. And I know that Michelle, you've had amazing results uh, with using PSMF as well. Yeah, I really have. It's been um, it's been a game changer, and it forces you to eat more protein. And we'll talk about um, I'll talk about that in a little bit after Linda. But so it forces you to eat more protein, which is good for feeding those muscles. That's what what you want. You want to drop the body fat, but you also want to increase the lean muscle mass because especially if you're doing a carnival lifestyle, as we get older, what do we want to prevent? Osteopenia, sarcopenia. We want to increase our bone density. So it's not just about weight loss. It's about reducing the body fat, increasing the muscle mass so that you have more energy and that you are stronger. So I love that. And this is not a plug for PSMF. So it's just that we tried it in our challenge and we had such amazing results. So we just wanted to share that with everyone watching. What is the next rule to speed up weight loss on a carnivore diet, Coach Linda? Well, walk, move, move, move. Whether it's Functional exercise or structured exercise, you need to move your body. The best exercise for weight loss would be weight resistance. That is going to increase your muscle mass. The more muscle mass you have, the faster 
your basic metabolic rate is going to be. Not everybody has the energy when they're first starting out or the desire to do weight resistance. So just even walking 15 minutes a day is going to help increase your basic metabolic rate, your BMR. So just move your body. Start where you're at and just try to progress. Progression, not perfection. You did mention something very interesting, which was if you want the weight loss and it's the fat loss. This goes to rule number six, Coach Michelle, which we're going to talk about, which is? Muscle. Yes. And you know, you don't even, ha- you don't have to get into a gym to build muscle. A lot of people are afraid to go to the gym, which I will just say being, uh, being a member of a gym for the last almost, well, I guess about last three years, two and a half, three years, it is actually one of the most welcoming places in the world. Like there are people that run all ends of the spectrum from, you know, overweight to just super fit and everybody is willing to help. Everybody is like, I mean, it's just a wonderful place to be. It's not like a scary place. And I don't think you should feel intimidated to go to a gym. But um, I understand if you are because um, and it, it might behoove you to hire a trainer or even just look on YouTube at um, how to do certain just basic exercises like um, a squat, lunges, deadlift is important, or just, you know, um, shoulder presses, things like that. Those compound movements that build muscle. And um, like we've been talking about, muscle is super important, especially as we age. Dr. Gabrielle Lyon talks about it being the organ of longevity. And as we age, you want to build the muscle to protect the bones. And also, you know, like if you fall, um, you don't want to break a bone, but also it helps to reduce fat because at, when you are, whenever you're still, you're burning more calories with more muscle than if you don't have the muscle. Building muscle, it gives you more confidence. You feel stronger. It just helps with overall health. And even just learning how to do push-ups. I started off being able to do push-ups on my knee and do knees and doing like five. And now I can do full push-up and I can do, well, I can do a lot. And I can do pull-ups. I can do um, like five pull-ups without assistance. But I started off not being able to do that. So just start where you are. And, and I'd like to get to 10, but it's just an important thing as we age. I love that. And I also find that when you eat more protein, it gives you more energy to do resistance training. So if you guys watching right now, if you're doing a high fat kind of a lifestyle, not to say to stop it, but if you try to increase your protein and decrease your fat, you'll actually find that you have more energy to do exercise. I don't know if you guys find that. Can I say the gym, you know, in the morning or whenever it is that you go there, you think, I don't have the energy to do it. I don't really want to be there. You take yourself and when you go through that door, everything else melts away. You're there for you. You're there to work on yourself. Take your body. Your mind will come. Sometimes we need to push ourselves to do things that are a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes you have to be comfortable with eating more protein. I know that a lot of people, when it comes to the amount of food that you have to eat on carnival, they almost feel, I can't eat that much food. But as Linda was saying, it's the mindset. If you make slow steps to make those changes, you'll be surprised by how much you can actually change in such a short period of time. But it's just about getting your mind and your body there. The rest is just going to happen. Well, I always say it's kind of like turning around an ocean liner that has gotten off track. You can't just turn it around. You have to do it like one tick at a time, you know, and eventually you get back on track and you get back to where you're going. And even if you like kind of fall off the wagon, you know, one day, 
or one meal, it's okay. Just get back on the next time. I mean, like the next meal. You're you're one. You're just one decision away from getting back on track. Next rule, rule number seven. Christina, would you like to tell us what that rule is? Sure. So cutting out dairy and alcohol. Uh, that's a biggie because um, dairy, you know, is a food that can be really a slippery slope for so many people. It's addictive. So somebody like me who is Italian, we love our cheeses. Um, I love any kind of cheese, hard cheese, soft cheese, mozzarella, ricotta, anything. But I noticed that um, when I was incorporating dairy into my diet, I started experiencing some weight loss stalls. And I noticed that I wasn't losing the weight that I wanted to, and it was causing a lot of inflammation for me. So I had to really ask myself, okay, you know what? Am I an an abstainer or am I a moderator? With that being said, um, now that I've figured out that I am not a moderator, um, I really tend to abstain from dairy. And I will say that once I did that, I got a lot of positive results. I had less inflammation. I had more weight loss. I had increased fat loss. And so for me, this was like a win-win all the way around. On the other end of this, the alcohol, that's also uh, problematic for a lot of people. For me, fortunately, I was never like a big drinker. Even growing up, you know, in college, I was always the one that drove um, everybody everywhere. Um, I was the designated driver because I really didn't like to drink. But I know for a lot of people, this is a big deal, right? You're going out. It's like a social thing. You want to enjoy a glass of wine. But that's also um, a problem, and that can also stall weight loss because it's oxidative priority, right? So if you are drinking, right, that alcohol is going to be burned off before all of the fat that you have. So your, any, any kind of fat that you have on your body is going to be stored and it's not going to be able to be burned off until that alcohol is gone. So um, I really kind of encourage people, you know, not to drink, eat your calories, don't drink them. Well, not to mention um, if you, for depending on your metabolic flexibility with alcohol, it could take anywhere from 12 to I think... 36 hours or maybe it's 48 hours to start burning fat again. And a lot of people have a glass of wine a night or two glasses of wine a night. So they're never really getting, allowing their bodies to get into that uh, fat burning zone again. I love what you said about eat your calories, don't drink your calories. So I wanted to open up the conversation around fatty latte or bulletproof coffee. What do you guys think of that? Well, I started off doing the bulletproof coffee years and years and years ago. This is way before, this is like when I was in my keto phase, you know, and it gave me a stomach ache. Like I, I didn't, the taste was delicious. Oh my gosh, it was so good. But I had to stop doing it because of that. Now my husband has one every morning and he has for like the last six years and it doesn't bother him at all. And he's tall and lean and muscular and all that stuff. He's like one of these people you want to hate because like he can eat anything and not gain. Anyway, I think for people like like you just said, drinking, uh, drinking um, your calories, there's, there might be a little bit of satiation, but it doesn't last for long. 
And then plus it messes up with if, if anybody's doing any intermittent fasting, it totally breaks your fast. And I think it's the two extremes. When you just put lots of, you know, tablespoons of butter in your fatty latte or, or a bulletproof coffee, it is still energy and calories. So if you're experiencing a weight loss store or you can't lose weight, that can be something that is stopping your weight loss. You know, you can have a coffee and just put a teaspoon of butter, put a little bit of heavy cream, but just understand nothing is free. So even butter, it's highly, you know, energy dense. It's got a lot of calories. So although butter is great for you, it doesn't mean that you should have, you know, a stick of butter in a coffee. Let's get into rule number eight. Rule number eight is time restricted eating. This could be a great tool to put in your toolbox to for fat loss. Just start out by not snacking after your last meal. Maybe your last meal is at eight o'clock at night. Don't have any snacks. The next morning when you get up, maybe you eat breakfast eight o'clock in the morning. Or you went from eight o'clock at night to eight o'clock in the morning, you just done a 12 hour fast. You don't want to force this issue though. If you're super hungry, have something to eat before you go to bed. This will occur naturally. You don't want to force it. Typically I eat, I start getting hungry around 10.30, so I'll start getting something around 10.30 in the morning. And my last meal is usually around 4.30, 5 o'clock. So I, I do 18 hours daily. Do I do that consistently? No, because if I wake up in the morning and I'm hungry for whatever reason, or I know I'm going to have a stressful day, I'm going to eat in the morning. Sometimes we think the fasting is going to be the magic thing. It's helpful, but it's not that you have to do it. As Linda was saying, all this occurs naturally. It's just like, oh, I'm not hungry. Well, I don't really have to eat. But when you first start, it's important to have three solid meals a day. Try not to snack. Do the foundation and do the base to get you to that point where you naturally just want to do two meals a day. What do you guys think of OMADs? OMADs are not, I don't, for women especially, no. You can't get the amount of protein that you need in that one meal without just stopping yourself silly. And then you're uncomfortable, miserable. I just can't imagine eating that much in one sitting. And that's the thing when it comes to all these things that we hear, uh, you don't have to do the one meal a day. You don't have to do OMAD, especially if your goal is to lose weight. And especially I can think of people that are on carnivore, they're eating, let's just say three meals. Then they try two meals and they lose weight, but then maybe it might stall. And then they think, oh, if I do, you know, an OMAD or alternate day fasting, that's going to get me better results. But the also the, the other part of it is cortisol, which is your stress hormone. When you push something too much, you don't want to stress yourself out. So if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling that you can't sleep, if you feel hungry and you're not eating, these are all signs to your body that it wants to get into survival mode. And when you want to be in survival mode, what does your body do? Holds on to fat. So you want to be happy, you want to be healthy, sleep good, have great energy and feed your body with nutrients. That's what carnival is. It's feeding our body with nutrients. So I think doing some fasting as we're, we're talking about when it occurs naturally is so important, but it has to be natural, not something forced. And to that point, like yesterday, I was helping um, my daughter put together a bunch of furniture and I drove down to Houston yesterday morning 
from Dallas, this like four hour drive. Got here and we started working at 11.30, like just immediately. Next thing you know, we look up and it's 4.30 and I'm like, I'm hungry. And so I had a meal. We had a meal at like five o'clock and that was a nomad for me, but that is not normal for me. And, um, and I did not get enough protein in yesterday. And then I wanted like, you know, junk, not junk, but you know, I wanted dairy. I wanted like all this stuff that I really don't normally eat. So for me, it's kind of a, a trigger, but sometimes it happens that way. You know, when you deprive yourself of something, so if you're not eating enough, that's a time that people binge. I find that if you try to restrict something, if you're not eating what you're actually meant to be eating, which is enough nutrients, that's when you want the dairy. That's when you want the cookies, candies and pies and all these different things. But conversely, if you just say, okay, I'm going to eat more than I really maybe need to, but feel really satiated. It's so interesting that your body's like, oh, I'm full. I don't need to eat more. And then you just happily lose weight. I also think it's a mental thing. For me, like I tried um, doing like an OMAD and this was like way before, like in the beginning, but before I even was carnivore, I tried doing like an OMAD. And what I was finding was that mentally I was saying to myself, oh gosh, I can't eat till tomorrow, you know, at such and such a time. So I better try to eat as much as I can you know, I was making myself sick. I was like, just, I, I physically couldn't eat that much food. So now I'm not getting enough nutrients. And I, I just found that I was like, start to binge. Like it was really bad. And I just decided, I was like, this is not like right for me. Like I can't be doing this. And I never did it again. You are trying to force something there too. And that's, Forcing it is going to be a fail. Well, it's also kind of like that mentality. It just made me think of um, like 20 years ago, whenever, you know, I was trying to lose weight or whatever, I was working out with a trainer. This is, I mean, I was working out in the gym, but not consistent. There was the five days of eating perfectly clean and eating the things that he wanted. And then there was the two days of cheat days. Well, or cheat meals. Well, that turned into, I mean, just a, a binge weekend. Like I'd come home and order an entire pizza and eat the entire pizza myself, or we'd go to get Mexican food and eat like, I, I cannot, I have zero control when it comes to corn chips and queso and all that stuff. And so it was just, it, it was like kind of canceling out what I was doing during the week. I'm exactly the same. I, I used to follow 1200 calories a day. And then I would um, binge on the weekend and binge at nighttime. So then at nighttime on weekends, I'd eat like you know, two, three, four thousand calories. So again, it's canceling out because you, you're just so focused on, okay, wanting to lose weight or wanting to maintain a certain size and you restrict, but then you just go binge. And there's no point in doing that because you're forcing something as everyone is saying here. It's just crazy. It's a mindset. Okay. Let's get into rule number nine with coach Michelle. This is what we're talking about. Consistency. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So consistency is so important in any area of your life, right? And I always tell my clients, like, consistency is a superpower. And if you can stay consistent doing whatever it is that you know is going to give you success long term, even if you don't see the results immediately, if you consistently do the little things that you know eventually are going to give you the results, then you will see big results. It's almost like, okay, so think about um, people who wake up one morning and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm like 30 pounds overweight. I need to lose this weight. Well, you've been 30 pounds overweight for a while and it, cons- it was because of the consistent 
things that you were doing to gain that weight. It didn't just happen overnight, right? So likewise, if you're consistent about moving your body, drinking your water, um, you know, um, eating clean foods and all that building muscle um, and all the things that we're talking about here, then eventually the, the weight does start, start coming off. It may not be an immediate, you know, thing that you notice, but I will say whenever you do start this lifestyle or, you know, any kind of healthier lifestyle, um, getting off the standard American diet, you may not notice the weight coming off, but you might notice that your energy is better. You might notice that you're sleeping better. You might notice that your skin looks better. And all those are due to the consistent nature of changing your lifestyle um, habits that weren't um, serving you. So that is, I think, you know, of all of all these things, consistency is the number one thing because you can't do any of these things unless you're being consistent about what you're doing. And it comes from the mindset that you have to train your mind to try to be consistent. And another rule, and look, it's not a rule, but all these things are just things that are going to help you, but we just call them rules. But rule number 10 would also be to find a carnival group because when you start a carnival diet, and you have people around you that aren't eating meat, they're not following anything that you follow, you're gonna feel very isolated. I know for me, talking to the coaches and talking to people in our carnival group, it just makes me feel like I'm normal. It makes me feel that what I'm doing is not different from other people because you know, my partner, our friends, nobody eats carnival. So there's always gonna be some vegetables, there's gonna be bread, cakes and cookies, so speaking to these ladies and talking to people that are like-minded doing the same thing and cheering each other on, it just helps with the motivation. And it's like going to, to the gym. When we go to the gym, we feel motivated by who's around us. If you go to an exercise class, you feel motivated by who's around you. So there's so many groups out there. We have a group as well, and I'll put the link in the description of this video. But finding a community, it's like making friends around the world because I'm living in Turkey and the ladies are living. Christina, you're in New York. Yeah, Linda, you're in Michigan. And Michelle, you're in Dallas. So we're connected all around the world. So we, we could be anywhere and we could just chat to each other, talk about feelings, talk about anything that we're actually going through. And that just helps with the consistency. You have to go find the support system. If you want to follow this way of life or whatever way of life that you want to follow, if you want to be in a religious organization, you need support there. If you want to be in a health conscious organization, you need support there. Um, you want to build muscle, you need support there. You need your community. There's plenty of them out there. Art is one of the best in my opinion, but there's plenty of them out there. There's so many of them out there. I think with our group, we don't force anything, if that makes sense. I think we try to really tailor things for people because we meet so many different people that are doing this lifestyle and everybody comes from a different background. So if we just try to say, do one thing, it's not gonna work for everyone. Let's just take the PSMF, for example. When we were doing it, we were all hitting different fat macros. Make sense? Or even different protein macros but we were talking about it together. Even me, I was struggling with the 30 grams a day. So I was doing like 50, 60 grams a day, but I was feeling great. And then it's the support from other people that are like, okay, yep, you're doing good, you're doing good. And then collectively, we all got results just from doing that challenge. So making friends and finding people that are doing the same thing is like so helpful. Otherwise you just feel a bit lost. And I know that 
before meeting you guys, I just felt like, am I doing the right thing? <laughs> doing carnival? That's how I honestly felt. Well, and then you also know that the, um, the research backs that up is that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And so if you're spending time with people who are eating McDonald's and, you know, um, processed foods, well, that's what you're going to do, right? I mean, mostly because it, there's that peer pressure and there's just the, there's that desire to want to fit in. So if you're hanging out, even if it's online, I mean, we don't, we don't see each other other than online and um, talk on the you know, phone or whatever, but there's that encouragement factor. And then we understand what we're doing. Most of our, like my friends, I'm like, they're like, oh gosh, here's Michelle doing another crazy thing. Cause I've always been an outlier and cr tried all the weird stuff. So all the weird stuff that's not weird anymore. But all of you ladies are my support system too. And we're just, with today's technology, we're just uh, text away or uh, chat away. Every morning I have Christina. Hi, sweetie. How are you? I'm like, hey, Christina, I'm good. How are you? Every day. And when she doesn't message me, I think, oh, what is she doing? <laughs> it's so funny. It's so important you know, to stay connected. When we came to Five Minute Body, it was just Linda and I, right? In the beginning, I just found you on YouTube, Rena. I mean. Now it's grown to like something huge. Like I'm just like, wow, it's amazing. So that is the 10 golden rules to speed up weight loss on a carnival lifestyle. So coaches, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, sir. Thanks for having us. <laughs> okay. Now, how can everybody find you? If they love your personality and they want to speak to you more, Christina, where can they find you? Five Minute Body. I am also a coach on Five Minute Body. We always have a lot of fun during our meeting. Coach Michelle, how can people find you? So the best way to get in touch with me is through Instagram. My uh, my handle is buttfirstmeet. And um, you send me a DM. Um, I do um, coach and would love to actually just talk to anybody if they have any questions. Wonderful. Well, that was a lot of fun. And I hope everybody got some value out of these 10 golden rules and drop a comment down below. What is your favorite rule or something that you're going to change from watching this video? But ladies, thank you so much again. And I'm sure we're going to see you all very soon. You might also like to watch this video by Dr. Ken Berry discussing the ultimate beginner guide to start the carnivore diet. I'll see you guys next week.